Hello and welcome to Rule of Carnage, a conversation between me, Mike, and him, Glenn, on the topic of designing better miniature games. Now, we are in, I think, a small, maybe it's a mini-series um, of uh, conversations about uh, futzing with gaslands. Uh, uh, I said uh, a couple of episodes ago that we've been um, just tinkering because we're tinkerers and what we've been tinkering with is some things about Gaslands Refueled that I still don't feel are exactly right um, and we hear a lot of uh, feedback from the community and a lot of stuff in the Facebook groups and um, my word we might even start hearing it from people in person in uh, in game conventions um, and we're wrestling with some of the core concerns that uh, new players in particular have when they arrive at the doorstep of Gaslands and they ring the bell and they have their first game. And um, I think we mentioned it uh, on a previous episode, but one of the things that they quite often say is, we had a lovely time, nobody made it to gate one. Uh, so they played Gaslands for the first time. They decided to play a death race because Gaslands Gasland shoves you very hard in that direction. And then maybe they decided to play uh, 50 can teams because Gaslands tells you that standard and maybe they all lined up on the uh, start line and they all crashed into each other and exploded and flipped over and maybe they made it to gate one and some people started machine gunning each other and um, basically everything was dead and the we quite often also hear um, from people oh yeah we very rarely finish a race maybe one in five uh, races finish on the finish line and that isn't my experience of the game but that is something that we hear very very routinely and I suppose that is the topic of this conversation which is uh, resilience and should everything have more hull points and how do you make the game both um, have the cars on the table for longer but also not make the game even longer because that's one of the other problems we're working with yeah. but yeah so Glenn do you want to um, just expound a little bit on on where you've been scratching and tinkering here. So uh, one of the one of the first few ideas that sort of, because I think what we don't want to do, what I don't want to do is I don't want to nerf a whole bunch of stuff. I don't want to just sort of strip back all the weapons and all the collisions and and we're already talking about making evades more interesting and worthwhile because I don't want people who enjoy the impact of uh, Gaslands and seeing things blow up and, and having an effective fighting team to go, okay, well, I, you've just you've just taken away a bunch of my toys. Um, so what we're I'm shooting- gonna, I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna highlight something there. So one of the design challenges of working in Gaslands is quite often an idea will seem obvious and we will have to remind ourselves that there are three kinds of teams in Gaslands. There's people who race, there's people who uh, brawl, and there's people who shoot. And as we're thinking about this resilience thing, gotta, we, we're always holding in our mind, okay, is this resilience that only benefits uh, two of those and shooters become rubbish? Or if we make collisions worse, does that just nerf um, the brawlers and the other guys get a boost? Mm. Um, so that's, I guess, what, what you're talking about there. Yeah, yeah, that we're, we're trying to sort of find things that that work for make give more interesting choices, keep teams running for longer and keep everybody sort of um, still active and keep what was good before good and interesting without, you know, still having the point where um, games tend to end where everything dying. Um, so one of the first um, ideas I've been looking at uh, with this is um, so uh, in relation to uh, gas and refueled, 
there is a uh, campaign system that has uh, wasteland salvage um, uh, abilities within it. So uh, basically what that happens uh, there is when certain vehicles get damaged, bits fall off of them, and you can pick those bits up and they go in as cans into your supply and later on you can use them to uh, build up your team. And it's the way that you sort of get experience and, and, and sort of progress within that campaign. Um, and uh, I, I think, you know, Mike sort of emailed something over and used he used the word ramshackle specifically in relation to some of the cars in Gaslands. And it does, I, I had this idea of this sort of this thing that we've been terming ramshackle resilience, where you hit somebody, a bit of their car falls off. Um, so long as it's a bit that's been strapped on that was doing a job other than keeping the car running. That's an important bit. A secondary importance piece just fell off. Well, you know, if I if I strap a massive ram onto my car, one presumes that it is chunky and metallic and thick, and you could hit it with, you know, some ordnance, and that wouldn't stop the car from running or have the wheels fall off, but the ram might cease to be a useful ram at that point. Yeah, um, or it's like Smokey and the Bandit, where you know he gets all the way across America and he doesn't have any doors or uh, or anything left. But you know, yeah, they they were the ablative armor. Yes, yeah. So so the the fundamental idea of ramshackle resilience is that you can get hit by something, and it can be either uh, for hazards or um, hull damage. And for one step, you can ignore that by having an upgrade on the car drop off basically you remove the upgrade and then that steps worth of damage is, is ignored and then the the bit of the car that dropped off gets plonked onto the table as a little token and then somebody else can run over that grab it up strap it onto their car and they get a new junk upgrade which does absolutely nothing of the fact that it's an upgrade that can later on get blown off by another hit um so there's a bunch of reasons why that isn't just a way of nerfing uh, shooty teams, for example. Um, first of all, one of the things that's interesting is that racing teams don't tend to like upgrades very much. Mm. Um, racing teams tend to like perks um, and maybe some dropped weapons, but upgrades aren't wildly useful to them. Um, upgrades are a lot more popular for brawling teams um, and then to a lesser degree shooting teams. So in many ways, the fact that the people you most want to, you know, you're, you're going to get most kicked in the teeth by not being able to shoot up anymore is racers um, doesn't necessarily sort of uh, impact on ramshackle resilience. And I'm willing to bet that the average Rutherford team, if they're told that Miyazaki is no longer taking power slides so that she can carry a ram, will only be joyful at that, yeah. <laughs> that, change, in, at that change in the meta. Um, and so what it does mean is that a lot of the brawling teams, a lot of the teams that are struggling to get out of the pack, are smacking into each other and people are dropping off uh, smaller, less important upgrades. Um, sometimes even just to avoid hazards and wipe out and then the person next to them is just snaffling it right up and it means that if you're within the pack and you're getting smashed and bullied and bounced back and forth there's this stuff all over the place that's going to keep you running until you get clear of the pack again 
at which point you're you're you're, you're kind of a free target for the shooters um and so it doesn't inherently weaken uh the shooting elements of the game it doesn't inherently weaken the fighters but it does keep the pack where there's just you're just end up with wrecks all over the place rolling that little bit longer and it gives you that extra little bit of survivability to get clear of that pack because i think one of the things we've realized um with the experience of playing the game that we have the experience that our playtesters have is that once you know the game well enough and you can sort of navigate well enough you you get out of that pack as soon as you possibly can and once everyone's clear of that pack the game rolls on people don't die you do complete races but if you never get clear of it either because you haven't sort of um learned the, the tricks of doing it um or because you just get mashed in so badly that, that you've never managed to get clear of it you never you never sort of break through to that other stage and so it's just a way of giving people that extra little bit of support until that pack breaks and splinters out and then everyone can go you know and see the 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 wide vistas of of the rest of the race and and start racing um so i think that's the 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 theory behind ramshackle resilience and i sort of and i came up with it as this sort of general idea and and sort of showed it to, to to mike mike was like i think this should maybe be you know more widely present within gaslands you, well i you think I, like i think it is extremely interesting like it is broadly speaking a rule i couldn't write um for for all the reasons that you've just laid out there like it's 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 too subtle for me um but one of the things that i am thoughtful about with it is um so one of the things that happens is that when you drop an upgrade, you drop a little token. And so there's a few mechanical things going on there. Like one is I have to be using the system well enough to like figure out that I've got upgrades and that I want to buy them. Then another thing is like I bought an upgrade and then maybe in the first couple of activations, I'm going to lose that upgrade permanently. So why did I buy it? That's a difficult decision. And then there's the faff of like putting the token down and then there's the interest of like maybe being able to pick it up again. And then there's the faff of like, okay, I pick it up, but it's not actually in the way that we've written at the moment, you've written at the moment. It's not the same upgrade. It's not like I pick up your RAM or I pick up your nitro because I probably can't like put the nitro wired in correctly, but at least is some ablative armor that I can scrap on. And so mechanically it's really, really nice, but it's also like, it's quite advanced. And I worry about, well, I guess two things I'm thoughtful about. One is I'm thoughtful about could a first-time player group deal with all of that sort of intrigue and complexity? And then the other is, well, when you set it against the other sort of subsystems in the game that are doing somewhat similar things, whether it's the attack system or the evade system or the hull system or the vote system or the hazard system, like where does it fit in that constellation? Um, and is it actually like, is it a better system than any of those and that it should just be that or it should replace two or three of them um i've just i've just just weirdly had like um the sudden urge to try and figure out whether uh, i'm kind of obsessed with that cover shooting mechanic in gears of war where you don't have a health bar you just take damage and if you take damage in a sustained way for long enough you die like in a way ramshackle re resilience is kind of like that it's a bit like saying at the beginning of the game, like 
the first few hits don't count because you know they they don't um and then you'll break through to the other side which again is like that's what hull boxes are supposed to do they're supposed to say the first few hits don't matter and it's only when you get further out are you gonna so i don't know i'm just i'm really interested about it because it's such a what well, it's such a cool rule and the way that you drop upgrades and then you have to veer across and like pick someone else's upgraded all of that's lovely but there are so many subsystems for resilience and it's how and how to how to make them all not together or how to take an audit and say do you know what there are about four too many here that seems like a good place to take a quick break mm. Yeah, so it's so it's a system that we've been playing around with, and it's a lot of it's a lot of fun for us, and it's working mm. well for us. But we are experts in gaslands; we know the system inside out. Um, and the question is to how much it's going to be helpful to the first-time players that are the people that we're trying to be helpful to. And so, in relation to that idea of helping out first-time players, mm. one of the other things we've been looking into. Uh, fudging and tweaking and fiddling around with is the pre-existing system of the votes in um, Gaslands. And I think as uh, Mike mentioned in a uh, previous video, for us through playtesting and designing Gaslands, I think there was, uh, certainly for me, there was a sort of pre-presumption that by game three, everyone was going to be using votes. Everybody would be playing with the, the vote system mm. um, rules after basically a couple of introductory games. That is fundamentally untrue. That is that is just not how a huge amount of people um, play Gaslands. And we've been wondering, I think, you know, particularly Mike, you've been wondering exactly why that is. And I think you came to that realisation that if you're playing votes you're playing sponsors if you're playing sponsors you're playing perks and if you're playing perks you've got to read these pages and understand their interactions and follow through the interesting layered synergies that glenn has, has obsessively written into all these little niggly rule systems and elements and if you are fundamentally and, and we and we can all agree that the perks are a list of unique special rules where like you have to sit down and look at them like there's no there's no quick cheat sheet for that yeah yeah no absolutely and inherently um if you are playing gaslands in a way that it's a fast fun you know get stuff on the table blow things up you know race around with your friends you're ultimately never going to every time you look at those perks you're going to go oh, what one day one day i'll figure those out and you and I do think people keep doing that and they just just keep not doing mm. and then going back to the game. So in order for people, for votes to be able to improve the lives of those people, I think there are two things that have to happen. One, it would be nice if, vote, if votes could do a range of other things. Like, you know, if the point is that you uh, die too quickly maybe votes can give you a couple of hull back. And that seems like a sort of relatively easy thing to offer. Um, and the other thing is that it has to be the base vote achieving mechanics maybe have to be broadened out a little bit because there's not, not a grand bunch of ways of picking up votes without sponsors. And if we want people to be playing votes very, very early, and if they're a little bit twitchy about playing sponsors, maybe by saying okay, here are a few more sexy things you can do with folks, and here are some, you don't have to learn slimes 
you know, pinball interactions, ways of picking votes up. Um, so do you want to sort of talk about how we've started, sort of been starting to think about and fiddle with those ideas? Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I guess underneath it all is like, it's still like, it's still a question in my mind, like, is that system doing what it's supposed to do? And is it necessary? Because the reason that it exists was as a catch up mechanic, as a balancing mechanic. So if I'm getting, if I'm getting squished and you're racing away, then that gives me a way of getting back into the game. But um, the way that the sponsors work is that, you know, ultimately the most reliable way of getting uh, votes is to play really well within the confines of the special rules you've been given for your uh, sponsor. So kind of on the on, on the final chew of it, it ends up being a system that rewards expert players rather than the dummies. And it was sort of initially it was there to help the backmarkers get forward again. So that's one thing that, I, that I'm, I'm kind of wondering about. And the other is that we played a, um, a game recently with some some stuff that we were playtesting. And for one reason or another, I was just getting was just being hosed votes at me. And I had like, you know, probably a dozen given to me over a couple of rounds. And so I was spending them on stuff that I don't tend to spend or, or spending them on stuff just more regularly than I tend to spend, you know, knocking off hazard tokens here, you know, bumping up my gears when I wiped out, you know, all, all the standard stuff. And being able to spend that stuff in a sort of like more liquid resource way where I'm not like eking it out for the two and then the three and then I've got my respawn that I need. Like a Gaslands game where you wait all game for the three votes that you need to do the one respawn that's going to keep you back in the game. Like maybe that's just a really stingy system. And maybe if we sort of reset the expectations of like, Hey, do you know what? Like you start with a fistful of votes and you're going to be handed votes through the nose. And you know what? Everyone's going to get them and people are going to be like, you know, healing their cars and clearing the hazards. And like, you know, the, the core engine of Gaslands is brutally unsympathetic to people making bad decisions, uh, which is one of the reasons that it makes that it's such a satisfying game when you start to really figure out the clockwork. But like, do you know what? Maybe that's maybe that's hard mode and maybe easy mode is just like, here, have a fistful of votes, like use them to not suck as much. Like every time you get, you know, every time you get, it's interesting the way that Ramshackle Resilience says, like at the end of a step, you know, discard a, uh, an, uh, an upgrade in order to ignore all the hazards from that like that was horrible i don't want any of that like in a way there could have been a, a version uh, of that which is votes powered which is just like you get to the end of an entirely horrible step and he goes you know what take two of my votes i don't want any of that nonsense to have happened that was all abominable um and so i think playing with the vote system in terms of like is it a control hand like in Malifaux? Like, is it just something that you naturally expect to have a, you know, is it the command tokens in a billion sums? Is it something that I just naturally have as a player in my hand to affect my team on my turn? Um, and I can always expect to have some of them and I'm always looking for opportunities to spend them. And does that actually make the game move faster and be more fun because it doesn't reward expert players so much although making the right choices about where to deploy your resources is good but like every turn you know you get your five votes and every turn you get an opportunity to like oh god i'm gonna have to spend two of my votes getting this guy that wiped out in second gear back up into third so that i can you know get back in the game etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah and i and i think there is there's a sweet spot between only expert players get votes at a, at a regular rate which is the way i don't know i mean expert 
to a certain degree, but it's certainly experienced players in Gaslands get votes regularly and continuously. You know, the, 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 the players that I play with, you know, when I play every team I pick, I'm, you, I'm picking up votes every single turn because I understand the system inside and out. Whereas, you know, what you don't necessarily want is there to be such a avalanche of votes so that it makes all of the game the whole game just nerf it's like oh you you picked up uh, a maybe but like that, that's why video games have easy mode and normal mode and hard mode like yeah you know, and, and game, game the, one maybe it does yeah but i think i think the issue with it is is that if the votes nerf every piece of damage and hazard coming in then whoever has the car that is fastest wins the game mm-hmm. just because you're just all everyone's going to get into their top gear and everyone's going to drive as fast as they can and everyone's going to spin and steer how much they like and just whoever's got whatever the performance car is definitely going to win because everyone's indestructible and nobody ever wipes out and so it's just you picked a car that only goes into fourth gear <laughs> you know that there are there are no there are no more crunchy pointy things to, to in the end the mean parts of the game are the things that drive wedges between the different teams and the different players and you do want a bit of wedge and a bit of lever to just it out so that the game itself has enough crunch to be interesting which is so, why which is why when we demo it we give people identical teams because you know they have a car and they have a buggy and both of those are fairly easy to drive and they have a nice time poodling around in a circle um because exactly that like you know there are there are these there are these differences that you know you don't know straight away and i think and i think this is uh, these are some of the things about gaslands I think personally for myself, there's a lot about um, becoming more comfortable and confident about how good the the core the core core parts of Gaslands, the, just the movement system of Gaslands, just the the movement templates and the skid dice um, going around a track with those uh, th- those core mechanics it, it is a, it is inherently such a fantastic is a really great experience and people just love it um and it works really really well and i think more and more as we're going through this process i'm feeling like in many ways a lot of the other bits and pieces are kind of bells and whistles that have been put in to make that that part that 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 a bit more explodey and a bit more sort of ah yeah you're sure you're you're racing but you're racing with a flamethrower and you know and part of me feels like best parts of this sort of going back and retinkering is that I feel more confident in saying you know what the racing is just absolutely fantastic you'll you'll love it to bits it'd be nice to occasionally flamethrower somebody but it doesn't need to be the thing that you're reaching for through the whole game it can be a thing where you you toast somebody lightly with your flamethrower as you go past and it was a giggle and the flamethrower wasn't too expensive and not too damaging but ultimately what you're enjoying is going now watch this slide into a spin out of you know around this corner um because i that personally well i think that, that that's that's where that's where and we probably come back to this at some other point in one of these conversations but that's where there's this tension between writing a skirmish game where you have like 6 to 8 models and they are disposable because even by the end of the turn you end of the game you still got maybe a couple and so you've got some interesting you got some people to play with and like you know essentially a heroic miniatures game where you maybe have one figure and you know you don't really lose that figure 
until right at the very end. And like Gaslands are sat in this this odd place that very few other miniature games um, wrestle with, which is the sort of two, three, four miniature area. And so you want Gaslands to be explodey, but when one car explodes, that's like 30 to 50% of your sort of decisions gone for the rest of the game. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like the racing is fun. You want to be flame throwing people. It's exciting when stuff blows up, but like when one person loses a car, it suddenly becomes the experience suddenly becomes really lopsided for them. And so it's weird. It's like, it's part of the reason why, you know, maybe the resilience question is, you know, or maybe, maybe you, you dial it down and you go, well, actually 30 cans is a better number because you want one or two cars rather than three or four cars. And then you focus the game on, well, let's see that heroic driver do a bunch of cool stuff and make it to the end. And maybe they win and maybe they lose. And maybe they just end up in a ball of fire right at the end, but you don't mm -hmm. want like heroic driver crashes out on gear phase three of the first round. I think one of the ironies about Gaslands in a way is that shooting teams are like blue control decks from Magic the Gathering. You know, a blue control deck's job is to primarily sit there and go, no, you won't have fun. No, 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 you won't have. Oh, you think you're going to have some fun? No, you're not. No, no, no. Nope, 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 nope. Run out of stuff. Great. Now I get to win. Um, and there is degree to where, and it's weird because obviously loading up a truck with a bunch of guns and a bunch of rockets and some Molotov cocktails. Right? And, and also, you're obviously engaging with the slam, bang, blow things up. I'm I'm not some sort of fun-sucking game Yeah, not one of those people who just like race away and chooses to not engage with the game by running yeah. into the sunset that's that, no, yeah. no 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 i'm i am the bringer of the fireworks factory i am the bringer of the explosions i'm the guy that you need for your cinematic moments but fundamentally a lot of the time what the shooting is doing is as the race is going ah you know i'm matching in all these bits and pieces and i'm steering around and then the shooter comes up and goes nope I mean, nope, I'm just taking your stuff off. You know, take your stuff off and take your stuff off and take so your stuff off. That, makes, that, make, that brings an idea to my mind. So right at the very beginning of Gaslands, um, as with many things, uh, I nicked uh, a bit of the X-Wing system and bolted it on as a sort of damage card system. So when you got shot, you would pull a card and it would say, like, you've lost your, you've lost your wing mirror, like... Uh, or in some cases it'd be like you've got a broken axle you can't turn you can only right. turn left i remember only the only turn, turn left. left version of gasland yeah, yeah the only turn left version but what is interesting is you know if if the game is ever so slightly sort of lent towards slightly more heroic play then maybe there's some reason why you know shooting a car makes it more dangerous to be driving around in that car but it doesn't fundamentally stop you from playing the game so i don't know that it's you know may only turn left but it's something like instead of losing instead of you know chipping off hole points until you lose your last hole points and you're not allowed to play anymore it's like the rotating chest piece of uh uh, um, Mumra, what was what was He Man's uh, uh, Skeletor? Skeletor, right? Battle, I don't know if you have the same Skeletor. toy. He has a he has a chest yeah. place, chest place with no damage, and then one 
like sword swipe they, and then two sword swipes. They were two versions of He-Man and a Skeletor battle damage He-Man and Skeletor. Battle damage, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so maybe there's a maybe there's an alternative damage system for Gaslands where like totally totally running at full steam, you know, have one battle damage, have got some um, some weakness introduced, like two battle damage, like I am gosh darn it i'm gonna limp burning and leaking oil to the finish line i'm still gonna make it but like it suddenly got harder for me and i have to work more difficult for it and with that we'll take a quick break my 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 personal suspicion is that it needs to be the that what will help out is simply the shortening a bit of a shortening of ranges because I think possibly one of the way, one of the things to look at As is that, already has one of the most comically short ranged guns in there. Uh, I'm 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 aware of relative to to the speed of traveling etc etc but <clears throat> fundamentally if your if the shooting team is you know just behind the racing team and, mm. and is basically one activation of off of the finish line anyway and and because they're just behind you they manage to sort of take you down and you blow up and they smash through your your still burning wreckage to cross the finish line that's great i think the thing that sometimes rankles is when the you know the the shooting team is the full length of their rockets behind around a corner they they you're on you're on you halfway through you know between gate three and gate four they've just crossed gate one and because of the figure eight they just go brilliant there we go now i'll creep round very slowly you feel like you didn't earn that <laughs> you're not you're not under just I behind know. i don't know i mean that's why trucks are so rubbish at driving though is because it it's, it forces you to behave in that way or rather i mean I mean, as, as an overall design ethos, I think as an overall design ethos of the game, I think one of the things about Gaslands is that it it, it throws in a bunch of stuff all to, it's covering a lot of bases. Um, and I think there is there is a point where we're going to have to, I think, look at some of the jobs that it's doing that are possibly contradictory to some of the other jobs it's doing and pick which one that is that we want to do now. Well, we've been we've been uh, talking uh, recently about um, a billion suns war zone, the expansion for a billion suns that's called war zone, and like the development of a billion suns gave me this idea of like I, I think it was part it was partly from this this sort of metaphor that Sean Sutter gave me that like my miniature collection is a Nintendo entertainment system and the rule systems that I buy, which are miniature agnostic, are like Nintendo cartridges. And in many regards, like that modularity is something that I deliberately built into A Billion Sons, where the core engine is good. And then, you know, the different contract sets will provide you with fundamentally different tabletop experiences. And I suppose having just come out of that experience of, of working on the second, you know, game cartridge for a billion sons, I think that's where, you know, the sort of the idea of is a is a is Gaslands actually a Nintendo entertainment system and where I've tried to push the system with um scenarios and I, I lent much harder into this in the blue book where some of the scenarios are like the original blue book scenarios get kind of wacky almost immediately and i lent into that a bit in refueled but like 
they aren't as coherent as game experiences or they aren't as delineated as, as game experiences as the Billion Suns ones are. So I think it is, you know, it's plausible to imagine a Nintendo Entertainment System version of Gaslands where it says like, here's the, here's the death race like cartridge and it only provides you with the options that are fun for death race. And like, here's the, um, here's the, the other one that people love playing, which Glenn absolutely hates, which is like, here's the arena of death cartridge. And it just doesn't, it doesn't like, it doesn't try and mix things that don't work together. Like everyone says, you know, well, how do you get Miyazaki to work in an arena of death? And the answer is you just don't like, she just loses. <laughs> like there just isn't a good answer because it's trying to do both of those things in the same system. And if you look across the scenarios, um, that are in Gaslands Refueled, you'll find attempts in each of them in some ways, in, in some situations more strained than others to make sure that we can support the racers, the brawlers and the shooters. And in some regards, like maybe that would just be better if they were delineated and like there were fewer options to choose from for death race, but all of them led to more fun death races and there were fewer options to choose from for wasteland skirmish, you know, blows the, blow, blow them up and chase them down type things, but all of them led to more explodey fun times. So maybe that's part of the resilience question is actually like resilience is a factor of like asking the game to do too many things at the same time. Those are a couple of the ideas we've been um, kicking around in relation to making Gaslan teams more survivable. Yeah. As often happens with some of these chats, that's turned into a bit of a, a live development conversation, I think, sort of halfway through. But as I say, these are ideas that are, are live and that we are you know, consciously tweaking and fiddling and rewriting. And oh, yeah. in relation to Yes. Oh, yeah, exactly. So what uh, what I wanted to say was over the next few months, you'll see some experimental rules pamphlets drop uh, on the Gaslands blog. Um, uh, by the time you watch this video, some of them may have already been out, um, uh, planning to release the Wipeout one first and then maybe Evades next. Um, and as we sort of get a bead on what the heck the answer to this resilience question is, then hopefully you'll see another R&D sort of rules pamphlet drop for your playtesting or house rule joy at home. Yeah. And if you're curious to see where we've gotten to in giving you tools to make it so that your teams actually get to the finish line on your death races, um, beat a hasty path over to gaslands.com um, where there are going to be a handful of experimenting experimental living rules documents uh pdfs um that will show you where we've got to and what rules we've come up with to try and smooth off even out and and generally um elevate your your gaslands game playing experience if you have found our developmental um discussion super interesting and have some fantastic ideas and opinions about how better we could uh fiddle around with gaslands if in your own designs you're you're finding that people aren't reaching the point in game in the game that you wanted them to get to necessarily especially on the first experience um maybe tell us how you've changed or altered some mechanics in order to allow people to get to the place that you were uh, you thought they should be getting to with the game either way give us a comment reach out to us on social media but for this conversation of rule of carnage i think we're going to say goodbye so bye 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 goodbye for the past hello future people